Hi guys, we're getting ready to start the radio show. Again, we're getting ready to start the radio show. And it's going to be very interesting because it deals with emotions. Something we all have. Are we emotionally intelligent? It's a good thing. I think I'm not. It's a very good intelligence. And actually, emotions are healthy. And they can mean that we're more resilient. So it's a good thing if we learn how to manage them, guys. I know we can. I believe in us. We can do this. And Bobby wants to say hello on a beautiful sunny day in Miami. Yes, Bobby says hello. Thank you guys for joining us. If you wait a couple of minutes, actually, how much? Uh, probably a couple of seconds. Anytime now. Anytime now. You're going to start the show. And hopefully we'll get the guests on video. As soon as she does an update. <laughs> yeah. Find out the colors of you. I see them too. And boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We went too far to partake in all this hate. We are here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. Wow, I'm amazing. Today, you are also. Thank you. Our show is available live on your radio, also live through our app, the Cure on any smartphone and our website GodIsTheCure.com because he is. We are broadcasting live from Miami through satellite available on 35 radios in 11 states and on Sirius XM channel 131 also on social media and soon after the show any podcast player. I wanted to thank our social media followers, especially since we've been reaching an average of 1 million people every month since 2021. So thank you and thank God. This show deals with suffering and the tenacity of the human spirit, the will to survive, and the courage to keep moving forward, despite any obstacle, with the help of God, who enables us to help each other. We provide testimonials to let people know that we're not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me, having been a survivor from child abuse well into young adulthood. We also have experts in several fields and inspirational speakers that are willing to help us with valuable information, knowing that education is necessary, awareness is crucial, 
and comfort is very much needed. I do believe we all suffer or have suffered from something and we hope to be a source of healing for each other. And just to let you guys know, I tried everything and God was my only cure. But other forms of cure are presented as well to service everyone. Life will always be challenging, but always know there's always someone who cares, if no one at all, at least God does. The song we played earlier was No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande. And here's my take. We are all in this trial of life, equally loved, carefully knit together, piecing it all as we go and giving it our best while trying to beat the weather. It can seem cold at times, harsh and full of rain, and if we don't digest and buckle up, it can drive anyone insane. Surviving no matter what and staying strong is the key by praying all the time until it's something better that we see. Stick to God who knows us best and wipes away our tears, who kept his promises and gave us words full of hope to put away our fears. Crying and emotions are okay. A tender heart is always good. Balance it with faith and logic, and God will take us where we should. Today, we will talk about emotional intelligence and vulnerability with our special guest, Dr. Ilona Jarabek. Ilona Jarabek serves as the president and scientific director of PsychTest's AIM. PsychTest offers both individual and corporations the opportunity to evaluate aptitudes, attitudes, and personality traits in an interactive way. Dr. Jarabek has written or collaborated on the development of more than 200 scientifically validated psychological assessments and several matching applications. Ilona, welcome to The Cure. So good to have you. Thank you so much, Emmy. Ilona, can you describe for our listeners what it means for people to be emotionally vulnerable? Well, what it means for people is uh, essentially sharing their feelings, sharing their um, mistakes, admitting mistakes, not being defensive, opening up to others uh, about what is going on in their heart and in their mind. Uh, it means um, not being on guard all the time, essentially showing up our true self to, to ourselves and to others. Uh, it also means uh, the ability to apologize properly. Not only just saying, I'm sorry, uh, but actually um, revealing how you understand what, what, what mistake you made, why you feel regret about what you have done, and um, offering, um, uh, offering true apologies and offering also a way to uh, make up for what you have done. Um, it, it, it is about admitting shortcomings, admitting flaws. Uh, it is also about uh, dropping the defensiveness 
and um, uh, being able to to just um, uh, wear your heart on your sleeve. And sometimes it also means uh, being able to laugh at yourself. I love what I'm hearing. It sounds very unifying. It's kind of, you know, the kind of things that Jesus taught us. And, you know, it has a lot to do with accountability and ownership, which are very great qualities that um, it's important to have. Uh, it's, it's how we grow. It's how we get to understand one another. Why do exactly. people find this type of vulnerability so off-putting? Why would someone want to avoid it? Well, because if, if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, of course you are opening yourself up to potential mockery, right? Like people, people can uh, put you down, people, uh, people can laugh at you. Uh, it, it can feel embarrassing. So um, we are uh, kind of, especially men, are wired uh, to avoid that kind of situation because they want to be, uh, they, they want to be seen as strong as the protectors, as the breadwinners. I mean, that, that's how uh, they had been socialized for generations and generations. And even though that pattern is um, changing these days, uh, it is still very much ingrained uh, in our DNA. So do you suppose we're confusing kindness with weakness? <laughs> Kindness with weakness. Um, I, I think we we are confusing um, we are confusing admitting weakness with actual weakness. Okay, because uh, um, our studies show that uh, that that men and women who are or in general pe people in general, when they are able to admit weakness, uh, they actually benefit on many different levels. Uh, and it takes a strong person uh, to admit a weakness. So it, it's a little bit of oxymoron, if you will. Um, uh, but uh, definitely uh, in terms of uh, uh, admitting weaknesses, uh, it actually makes us um, mentally tougher. It gives us the grit to continue to overcome obstacles. Uh, and um, uh, it, uh, it, it, it fights stress in general. Okay, so it makes us more resilient as well. Interestingly enough, you did reveal that in a study that being honest about feelings and mistakes, even though there's a risk of rejection, actually make people happier, um, even though it may seem counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So uh, people who are willing to admit mistakes and, and to show their vulnerability uh, are actu uh, actually experience uh, higher uh, life satisfaction. They tend to be more positive. Uh, they even have higher self-esteem than people who are trying to hide their weaknesses. Um, <clears throat> they are much, much more able to motivate themselves. So the, the benefits are really numerous. And uh, yes, it may seem counterintuitive because you are showing um, a flaw, right? Uh, but actually, it takes a strong person to be able to do that. And it, uh, um, uh, it uh, helps us to be closer uh, to one another. I, I've learned that most relationships are symbiotic, meaning we help each other 
And when somebody does show their vulnerability and they're willing to admit their faults and their feelings, the person that they're interacting with is happier about that and therefore they can also, and it makes the relationship, whatever relationship it may be, healthier and hence making them happier people. <laughs> Otherwise you have exactly. fights and you're pretty miserable. <laughs> uh, exactly because it, it allows for closeness, right? And when you open up to someone else, you essentially give them permission to open up as well. And um, uh, it, uh, it actually promotes uh, well-being in terms of your emotions and even physical health. So um, <clears throat> it's... Uh, well, it, this is something that we all need to hear. And it's, it's a great topic. And I love what I'm hearing. We will continue talking about this, guys, when we return after this short break. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. Amy Cavill and The Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help of God. I want people to know that there's hope. I was forced into my abortion because I didn't think I had a choice. I want people to know there's choices. Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on The Truth Network. In a small club in Minnesota And the snow outside of first half I just wanted my name in the star Look at where we at, still growing up, still growing up. I'll be laying my bed and dream about what I've become. Couldn't wait to get older, couldn't wait to be some. Now that I'm here, wishing I was still young. Those good old days. I wish somebody would have told me, babe, that someday these would be the good old days. All the love you won't forget, and all these reckless nights you Wish I didn't think I had the answers Wish I didn't drink all of that glass first Wish I made it to homecoming Got up the courage to ask her Wish I would've gotten out of my show Wish I put the bottle back on that shelf Wish I wouldn't have worried about What other people thought I felt comfortable with myself Rooftop open And the stars above Moment frozen sneaking out And falling in love Me, you and I feel time We just begun On the grass dreaming Figuring out who I was Those good old now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to The Cure with Amy Cabo. And that's her. And also remember that you can listen to the radio show live through our app, The Cure with Amy Cabo, or as a podcast. Just look for God is the Cure on any podcast podcast platform. The song that just played was Good Old Days by Macklemore. And this is what I get from it, with the help of the Holy Spirit, of course. Prayer should be constant. There's no telling how we can grow. There's just learning from mistakes. God, show us, God shows us what we need to know. Staying close to God, living for real and doing it right, is what life has taught us to do by creating a path that sheds a light. 
Keep in mind, if we are careless, unbelieving, and heeded to sin, so easily we can get lost, vulnerable to evil, and misery sets in. We were meant for so much more. Because of Christ, our life can change. Our perception turns a great new level, becoming better as our past seems strange. The good old days with God are endless. Still growing up, now they're new. No longer what seemed fun before, but peace and happiness, that's true. We are talking about emotional intelligence with special guest, Dr. Ilona Jerebek. Ilona, so tell us, what is emotional intelligence? Oh, emotional intelligence is a relatively new concept. Uh, it actually started in the uh, late 80s, uh, but uh, it was not until uh, 1995 when Daniel Goldman's uh, emotional intelligence book came out. And there's been a lot of research and a lot of advancement in research since then. And my, my company is one, uh, one of the research groups that works on it quite a bit. Nice. Um, emotional intelligence is uh, something that, uh, of course, works hand in hand uh, with uh, regular intelligence, like the classic uh, intelligence. But the, the interesting thing is that other things being equal, meaning regular IQ being equal, People with high emotional intelligence are at a major advantage in terms of uh, life satisfaction, in terms of performance at work, at any level, actually. You might think that it's really important for people who are in sales or in management or HR, uh, but actually it makes a difference regardless of the rank in the company. Um, so uh, people with emotional intelligence uh, tend to have more success in life. Again, other things being equal. So uh, EQ is, um, uh, first of all, about recognizing emotions in yourself as well in others. Um, uh, it's about uh, regulating our emotions, um, uh, being able to console ourselves, to uh, not to have uh, angry outbursts, that kind of thing. Uh, but it is also about uh, uh, kind of having our emotions work together with our rational mind. So we call that emotional facilitation of rational thinking. And uh, essentially what that means is that you uh, consult your emotions, uh, you retrieve the information, you milk it for information, and then you use that information in rational processing. So uh, that makes it really, really powerful. So people who suppress their emotions and who are not willing to even look at them, uh, thinking that um, um, you know emotions have no place in the workplace, for example, they are putting themselves in, uh, at a disadvantage because they are leaving quite a bit of information on the table that is available to them. So basically, consult your emotions before you act and determine what's appropriate be slow to anger <laughs> oh i guess i have a very low value on that one maybe i should take a test <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should, maybe I should. Um, yeah because uh, like if you uh, if you imagine an iceberg um our rational mind has access only to to the information that is available at the tip of the iceberg 
right? Like recent memories, um, uh, recent experiences. But um, uh, emotions uh, have access to uh, to the bottom of the iceberg. So, um, uh, in, in in a sense, um, if you retrieve those emotions. Uh, that are not available to your rational mind, uh, you have much more uh, info to work with, right? Because everything that we ever experience is actually encoded in our body, even if we already forgot uh, uh, the, the event itself, but it still um, uh, formed these neural pathways um, that, uh, that have uh, actually a direct link uh, to, to the brain. And these, these neural pathways that are based on uh, things that we have learned in the past but forgotten, uh, our experiences with, uh, with, with people and with situations. So all these experiences that we have acquired throughout our, uh, throughout our lives uh, helped us to form certain, uh, uh, certain neural pathways. And these neural pathways get activated when we encounter a similar situation or a person uh, who resembles someone in our past. So it actually influences our perception of what is really going on in, uh, in our reality. And what we need to keep in mind is that our perception of reality does not equal the reality itself, right? So even if you look at uh, just the facts and you, you pride yourself to be a logical, a rational person, um, Still, um, these past experiences taint how you assess the situation, uh, how you judge the situation. So it's like uh, basically uh, having a tinted glasses that paint a very different picture from someone else who might be in the same situation, uh, but may per perceive it quite differently, actually. Well, so if you consult... This this is how I feel we can get the wrong idea, and I learned this just recently. You know, there's there's such a thing as evil, you know, and they can give you the wrong idea. That's the temptation. You have to think beyond that. They can even give you the wrong feeling. You don't have to act upon it. And, you know, it, it goes a long way just putting a little bit more thought into it and just not falling for it because it seems like that's our environment. Everybody, it just seems so easy to have a short fuse and just lose control, and and get and let and just let emotions take over, when we are so much better than that. Oh yeah, I got it. The more holy we are, close to God, the more emotionally intelligent we are. The more we're tried, but that doesn't mean that you can think beyond that. Well, well, you know, we could use our intellect. It's there. Okay. Is that including in your tests, doctor? How about uh, well, religion? Is that kind of influencing? Well, it's helped me, <laughs> you know. I like to blame the bad guy, not me. I mean, Good. who wants to be the bad guy? <laughs> but anyway, uh, when we are back, we will continue talking about emotional vulnerability and, and intelligence. We would love to hear from you. Tell us your story. Call us, 1-866-34-TRUTH, 1-866-34-TRUTH, or ask a question. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. I've loved and I've heard Broken people down with words More grace than I deserve, for sure 
Known to be crazy, known to be wild Mama had herself a little devilish child Ain't no stranger to the troubles at my door I've been at the wrong place at the wrong time Chasing all the wrong things most of my life And every kind of loss that you can't find But I got one thing right Been the kind of guy girls mamas don't like Running with the wrong crowd on the wrong nights Cause I've been wrong about a million times But I got one thing right You Pain. Kept us patient while I changed Never even crossed your mind to walk away The Cure with Amy Cabo Life can bring many difficult situations Domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones Welcome Amy Cabo and The Cure Welcome back guys and thanks for listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. And of course, all shows are available as a video podcast as well. Just look for God is the Cure with Amy Cabo or type God is the Cure and the podcast will show up. That song was One Thing Right by Marshmallow and Kane Brown. And here's my take. Isn't it marshmallows? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's the food. Sorry. We've had our ups and downs and made mistakes, all kinds of bad. Grace allowed it to take place. Lessons lead to peace, no longer sad. Regrets helped us grow. So much we can do wrong. Learning what we shouldn't do and fighting made us strong. God was always on our side. Through the chaos turned to pride. If one thing we did do right is turn to God whose word we must abide. He saw it in us, knows our purpose. God knew we had it all along. Kind enough to give us choice. Most of us return where we belong. We are discussing emotional intelligence with special guest Dr. Ilona Jarabek. And I was mentioning a little bit about God before we went into break because I do believe God can change a negative perception into a positive one. Negativity never helped anyone. So Ilona, what advice would you give to someone who's not used to being open about his or her feelings? How can they start opening up if it's not something they're accustomed to? Mm -hmm. Uh, It is uh, it is not easy for people like that uh, because they have been conditioned uh, <clears throat> through ha- throughout their childhood and uh, their adult development to, to, to hide their feelings. Uh, so it is not easy, but it is totally doable. So <clears throat> there are two aspects of vulnerability. Uh, it is uh, admitting vulnerability towards yourself and then admitting it towards others. Uh, so um, we all have our baggage, right? Um, and we've got our own blocks. Uh, but in general, if we, uh, if we want to generalize, men tend to block on both of these fronts. Uh, so um, 
the first step I would say is start with yourself. Okay, you don't have to uh, disclose that to to others if that makes you really uncomfortable. The first uh, step to uh, essentially stepping out of your comfort zone is to start looking inside. Uh, be vulnerable with yourself. Stop putting on a facade even in front of yourself. Okay, so uh, there might there might be some inner work that needs to be done. Uh, before you are able to, to, to go and open yourself up to others. Um, so you can start with yourself just uh, even uh, even if it's um, uh, like looking at an event or an argument that you might um, you might have had with uh, uh, with your co-workers or with your spouse uh, and uh, looking back with hindsight and trying to figure out <clears throat> how your past experiences, how your perception of that reality influence your reaction, emotional thinking patterns, as well as behavior. And um, uh, start identifying triggers for you and start identifying the stories that you tell yourself in your mind uh, that uh, um, influence your reaction to specific situations. Gradually, you will be able to catch yourself earlier and earlier. So before you start uh, stepping on the slippery slope, uh, you will actually be able to catch yourself and understand, okay, hold on, I am reacting strongly uh, to what my wife said, for example. And um, uh, why is that? Look inside. What is it uh, about that situation that triggered such a strong response? And then when you are able to catch yourself, you actually have the power to modify your own response. So you start responding rather than just simply reacting emotionally without, without any filters. So, so that would be the first step. And then you can start opening up in, um, with people with whom you, face, uh, you, you feel safe, who, who allow you for that safe uh, who you will uh, know that they will not mock you, they will not reject you if you show vulnerability. And gradually you get more and more out of your comfort zone. And uh, you start also reaping the benefits of, uh, of uh, this ability to, to uh, show yourself, to show the true self, okay, without that facade, without that persona that you're trying to portray. And once you see that, that is, of course, encouraging you to, uh, to do that more often with more and more people. Of course, you need to uh, filter, right? Like it, uh, it needs to be context dependent. So um, it may not be appropriate to, to show vulnerability um, in certain situations. Uh, but uh, start with those where uh, you, you, you feel safe. I like to think what would be a humble response and most pleasing to God. <laughs> That's what helps me. Uh, but how about kids? What can parents do when kids don't feel comfortable with their emotions, i.e. teenagers? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, t- teenagers, sure, but also you can start much sooner than that. Uh, that is actually the optimal situation. 
So um, you can, of course, start at any age, uh, even if you're in your 80s, 90s, you can still do the inner work and, um, and, and start modifying uh, your perception. But uh, it is ideal to start with small kids uh, because uh, um, they are more natural in their responses, right? And uh, the differences between the socialization of girls and boys are not that apparent. Uh, that uh, that starts to become more and more apparent as kids uh, uh, age, of course. Uh, and um, um, you know, people saying things like "boys don't cry" or "toughen up," uh, uh, that kind of thing definitely uh, put puts up that block uh, that I was talking about. So try to stay away from uh, from the t- uh, from the tough talk uh, like this. Well, that, that may be changing. I mean, these days, men wear buns, get their hair done, <laughs> have spa days, they cook. I don't have spa days. They're stay-at-home dads. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're, we're, get, we're doing away a little bit with the gender types, stereotypes, don't you? Do, I mean, uh, but, we, but, we do, but it's still there. It's still there, right? It's still there. So, uh, yeah. what, what, uh, with kids, what you need to do is, first of all, create a safe, safe space for them to express themselves. Like a okay? closet. So, unless you're claustrophobic okay okay Just check yeah exactly okay. <laughs> um so uh safe space in the sense that they they don't fear the re- rejection if they open up um don't get too overprotective okay because uh, kids need to experience uh life up and down uh, like the helicopter parenting and overproductive parents actually are not doing their kids uh, any favors because they don't equip them. Uh, it comes from from uh, uh, from the heart, right? Like they want to protect their kids from from harm's way. But uh, w- what they are essentially doing is that they are preventing them from experiences. Uh, that shape their character, that actually develop the resilience, the grit. So, is is it good uh, for men to cry? Is how does it benefit crying? How does it benefit um, people? Well, crying, uh, crying is the ultimate expression of vulnerability, really. Right? Um, it uh, it creates catharsis. So it uh, it allows you to release the tension, to release the pain kind of get it out of your system. And uh, as, as you have most likely experienced, uh, after you, you have a good cry, you actually feel better, yeah. right? And it, um, uh, it, it's the hormones like uh, oxytocin and endorphins that get released uh, during cry spells. And so, if you cry too uh, much, can you feel depressed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I Is mean... Is there a delicate balance? Yeah. There might to a certain degree, but the thing is that if you don't allow yourself to express emotions, uh, if you, um, it, it, it's like. Well, I know some of us that tend to cry a lot and it gets kind of tough, so, but I'm sure there's good in everything. We'll continue talking about this when we return, guys. We'd love to hear from you. 866 34 Tree. Give us your thoughts about emotions and how we handle it. 1866 We'll be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. Romans 8 verse 26 says, We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. 
Listen to me. Have you ever had a burden so great you didn't even know where to begin in prayer? When we don't know what to say, the Spirit does. When we don't know what to ask for, the Spirit does. When we don't know how to express the depths of our feelings, the Spirit does. He is praying for you now. This is Ann Graham Lotz. I've been trying to do it right. I've been living a lonely life. I've been sleeping here instead. I've been sleeping in my bed. Sleeping in my bed. So show me family. All the blood that I will bleed. I don't know where I belong I don't know where I went wrong But I can write a song I belong to you You belong to me in my sweet heart I belong to you You belong to me in my sweet continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We are live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio and our app, The Cure, and on social media, just for look for God is the Cure, which he is. And also, the show will be available as a podcast. Uh, and also, just search for The Cure with Amy Cabo. Now, Amy spelled with an I and a double E, or type in God is the Cure. And the podcast, which is The Cure with Amy Cabo, will show up. The song that just played was Hey Ho by the Lumineers. Great song. And guys, this is what I get from it. Until we find a different way, loneliness can overtake. The lessons taught by God separates what's real from what's fake. God is our true family, our comfort and guiding light. With Him, there's always hope leads our way and gives us sight. Hard times will continue. Eventually we learn to navigate. Such rough waters can be a climb. It's for the best and for our sake. Everyone soon will understand we truly are sweet God's creation. Given more than we deserve, He is our rock, our refuge, and salvation. We are continuing our conversation with our special guest, Dr. Ilona Jerabek, discussing vulnerability and emotional intelligence. Funny thing should be, not too long ago, I saw um, in LinkedIn, was it, that emotional intelligence is the greatest intelligence to have. Ilona, though we are, with these partial lockdowns in many places, how is that affecting us emotional or compromising our emotional intelligence? <laughs> well, I've had to load this question. Yeah. <laughs> um, emotions are flying high in situations like this, right? Um, uh, hard times uh, like the pandemic tends to accentuate our natural responses um, to stress. Um, so in some people, it brings out the best, and in others, and it brings out the, the worst. And it might be within the same person, um, you know, some situations that might do one or the other. 
So uh, emotional intelligence definitely helps us to cope with the situation. It gives us the coping skills. It gives us the ability to console ourselves, to um, to, to express what we are feeling uh, about the situation and be honest with ourselves and with others. Um, so the way I see it, it's also an opportunity for the society at large to increase the, the awareness of the importance of emotions. And in a way, it, um, uh, it can, uh, that's what I see as the silver lining in the situation, uh, is that it can bring us closer. It gives us an opportunity to look back at our lives, uh, to reconsider what is really important for us. So um, in, in that sense, uh, that brings some positive aspects um, uh, to, to, to the situation. Now, um, people who are high in emotional intelligence do have a, a, an easier time coping uh, with what is going on um, because uh, they are able to, uh, to, to, to recognize what's happening in their hearts and, um, uh, and, and they are able to um, manage their emotions. Uh, because if you don't have the self-awareness, uh, you, you don't really know what is going on. So you might be reacting to the situation. You, you might be actually compensating in unhealthy ways, right? So um, uh, prayer, for instance, is one of a good or, or a spiritual practice in general is one of the good coping mechanisms uh, because it, uh, it, it, it helps us to, 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 to get uh, in touch with ourselves but also uh, with, um, uh, with the universe at large. So, um, so that that is definitely great, but it also uh, gives us the opportunity to to, to explore ourselves uh, and uh, to, to 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 turn on uh, inside and outwards as well to open up. Well, here's what's beautiful about self control: if we choose not to impulsively you know react on what we immediately feel and we handle the situation better we do feel better about ourselves so mm -hmm. you, you know um it's difficult to do a, a lot of times so but i heard that you can ask your garden angel to help you with your anger <laughs> uh absolutely oh, i'm going to ask uh, him but you mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but you can also seek help from others, right? Like you can uh, you, you can share your feelings with your spouse, with your family. Uh, you can um, you can uh, develop your empathic skills so that you better understand um, what others might be feeling, and you uh, that that makes you uh, a better helper. Um, so all these things um, uh, help us cope with the situation. And it also gives us an opportunity to feel gratitude for what we already have. And that is one of the things that is so important and one of the best coping mechanisms, you know, to develop a gratitude journal or to, do, to develop a routine to, to show gratitude. And that, that is actually one of the ways that we can help our kids uh, to develop emotional intelligence and that uh, emotional grit is to um, to share at the dinner table, to, uh, for example, what are we grateful for, or just before bed. Uh, it can be part of the prayer. Um, so uh, in, 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 in general, this 
pandemic is, of course, difficult and destructive in many ways. But at the same time, um, uh, hardships like this uh, help us grow and they provide us with lessons uh, that we need to learn. And that's how we should look at it. And so how do we know that we're being emotionally intelligent? What is it that we need to show in order to be a good example to others? <laughs> well, you can, f for sure, you can take a test, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, you, can, you can also uh, look on the inside and, and just say, um, you know, am I admitting to myself? What am I feeling? Am I able to label my emotions? Okay, so, uh, and, and can I go a little deeper to identify what is really bothering me? So one of the classic examples would be, uh, you know, um, uh, the, the husband leaving uh, dirty socks on the floor um, <laughs> and uh, the wife getting I don't. upset. <laughs> I don't. Uh, good. <laughs> good, good. But, uh, uh, but, the, but the point is, if the wife just simply gets upset and starts yelling, um, uh, you know, she is reacting to the situation emotionally and she does not really know what is truly bothering her about the situation. But if she looks beyond just the, the upset, if she understands that uh, what is really bothering her is uh, uh, that she perceives a lack of uh, respect from her husband, she feels like she is being taken for granted. Um, and uh, she is being viewed or she feels like uh, like a servant. Well, then she can communicate that to her husband. And if he is open uh, to receive that information, he can change his behavior and he can reassure her uh, about uh, about these things. Okay, so, so, so that's the power of emotions because they show you what is really at the bottom of the issue, not just on the surface. And if you can't get him to listen, try to get him to pray. <laughs> it works. Mm -hmm. But And, you know, any take-home message, we have one minute left. Well, take-home message would be um, use this opportunity to um, look on the inside, understand yourself better, <clears throat> because your self-awareness is a very powerful tool. Self-awareness gives you the glasses through which you see the world. And if you understand um, what, uh, what kinds of messages you tell yourself, what kinds of stories your past trauma, past, past experiences uh, has developed, uh, then you can start changing things up. Or, or you what understand behaviors your are more productive and more likely to make you feel better? And set yourself exactly. up for happiness instead. So, Doctor, thank you exactly. very much. We've ended the show. It was, it's been wonderful. And thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me. More information on Dr. Ilona Jerebek and the tests they do can be found on her website, queendom.com. So let's finish with a prayer, guys. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, Please help me to dwell in the secret place today. Help me to remain stable and fixed under your shadow. Keep my emotions on an even keel today. Help me to just focus on you so that you can make me perfectly stable in every way. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.
Amen. God has clearly laid out his healing prescription for anxiety in the Bible. Philippians 4, 6-7 It tells us, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, I've been carrying all these worries around, and I can't do it anymore. I can't handle it, and I know you never meant for me to carry this stuff anyway. So Father, in Jesus' name, please help me to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, and with plenty of thanksgiving. Please help me to make my requests known to you, and Father, let your peace which surpasses all understanding guide my heart and in mind in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. I give you all my burdens right now, and I receive your rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Father Pio says, no more tears, just be grateful. Thank you to the Truth Network and the wonderful people that work with us for having us on the air and all other radios that carry our program, including Sirius XM Channel 131. Special shout out to Robin Webster. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. So until next Saturday, be safe, peace, be kind to yourself and others, and keep your faith. Thank you for listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit godisthecure.com.